Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It is time for the weekend edition of Busted Open Ring Podcast Edition. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell, holding it down as always. And joining me, got my WWE Hall of Fame tag team partner here on this Saturday, the one and only world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And Mark, we are coming off a great Friday Night Smackdown, the Friday Night Smackdown after WrestleMania. And, well, I guess this was to be expected, but one of my favorite parts of last night, the coronation of Bianca Belair, fresh off her monumentous victory at WrestleMania. Great stuff from Bianca last night, Mark. Great stuff. Proved that she is the star that she is. And gold is about the championships. And listen, man, you don't want to miss everything that was said right here. Well, speaking of uh, stepping up to the challenge, wouldn't be a Saturday show if we don't give uh, the nation out there the best show that was the week of professional wrestling. So we are surely going to be hitting them with weekly winner uh, in this episode as well. And again, stepping up to the competition, Mark, last night on SmackDown, Pat McAfee making his debut at the commentating table. And we had lots of thoughts on Pat McAfee and the great job he did last night. All right, pro wrestling fans, it is a Saturday edition of Busted Open. The weekend is here. All you, you got to do is sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going here on a Saturday. It's the world's strongest man, WWE, Hall of Famer Mark Henry. And uh, if you can see him in the Zoom right now, you would know why he is also the chair dancing champion of the entire world. Getting it in on a Saturday, sexual chocolate. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Man, that's one of the underrated songs of of hip-hop. Guns, I think that should be your credo today. Play an underrated song, whether it's hip-hop, an underrated R&B, an under, underrated rock and roll. Like, play an underrated song. That, All right. that people would go, oh, shit, yeah, man, that was the one. That was the cut right there. <laughs> like that yeah. one. That was sick, yeah. All right, I set the bar pretty high, though. You know what I mean? You did. You set the bar really high. <laughs> I got faith. Too early in the morning. I got faith. It's too early in the morning for the strip club voice, Mark. You bring guns on. People are going to be confused. They just left the strip club. They're listening to Bust It Open. <laughs> Coming to the up. stage, like, it's Diamond. <laughs> No, it's not. Not even. No, it's not even. California Angels, not no. the baseball team. Nope. nope, nope. It's not even when you try. It's just when you you actually bring your actual voice to the air. It's uh just made for a gentleman's club. That's why we love you, Michael Gunzelman. That's why we love you. Or sometimes, and the other time we hate you. But uh, it's good to have you here. Audie Saturday got Ariel as well, holding it down back in New York. The newest member of our Fight Nation team joining us as well here on a Saturday, Mark. 
Uh, we'll get back here into SmackDown a little bit before, uh, well, actually, coming up in the next segment, we're going to celebrate one of the greatest superstars of all time. We'll tell you a little bit more about that as the show rolls along. But, Mark, last night, a continuation, obviously, of what we saw at WrestleMania. All right? Storylines continue. We talked a little bit about Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn and their fine match that they had on Friday Night SmackDown. Another thing that, or another person, another moment that appeared last night on SmackDown was uh, the first appearance of Roman Reigns since defending his title in that triple threat at WrestleMania. We've got some audio here for the nation out there to consume. And uh, yeah, check it out. Last night, Roman Reigns coming out and uh, throwing that heat as he so often does on a Friday night, except this time it was his first appearance post-WrestleMania. This is Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Nobody wants to face me. Nobody wants me to do that to them. These are Hall of Famers. Smashed them, stacked them, pinned them one, two, three. And then these Hall of Famers acknowledge me in front of the whole world. And if I'm doing that to men like that, who's going to want it next? Nobody, nobody, nobody. Don't nobody want to step to me now. Roman Reigns Damn. last night on SmackDown. I love you. I saw your face, Mark. You know the the, the dab, but like when he when he smiled and he did that little look back at at uh, at uh, Heyman, and he was like, "Nobody would nobody want this." Like he's really finding a pocket and a groove and a personality that we had never seen with Roman Reigns before. It's it's really cool because I Mark, thought he was capable know, of. Right, I don't know what's on the horizon with him. If we didn't know he could do this this well, well, shit. What else can he not do this well? Like, or what else are we not thinking he can do this well? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get it. Cause I'm, I was confused for a second, but you you did the double <laughs> confuser, and I'm back. But I, I right back listen, with me. All right. <laughs> I I think that Roman Reigns is now throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks, because at some point in your career, it doesn't matter what you do. Once you get over, and you're really really good. You can take a squat in the middle of the field and nobody will care. And I think that Roman is, he's gotten so good that he can't do wrong. So that whole thing last night with him, him basically saying, man, people don't want this. They don't want this smoke. I, can, I would love to see him come out next week with a shirt that said, smashed them, stacked them. One, two, three. I buy it. Oh, I, I, I buy think the that shirt. might be in the works. <laughs> I think that might be in the works, don't you? Because <laughs> you know, it should be. It should be. Yeah. Because he basically did what I never thought would have been done in that match. Pin both guys at the same time? Come on, man. And I thought not I thought Daniel Bryan was gonna win. Right, but not not even just that. It was the story they told in between it. Like, okay, you fast forward or you, you go back in time three, four years ago. The idea that Roman Reigns would pin two of the top uh, stars in the WWE in a triple threat at WrestleMania wouldn't be that surprising from the standpoint, hey, the WWE loves Roman Reigns. Of course he won at WrestleMania. Of course he pinned two of the greatest superstars of all time. The WWE loves Roman Reigns. They want him to win. They want him to be blah, 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 yada, 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 right? 
But what we wouldn't have known is that would have come on the heels potentially of a 30-minute classic with the returning stories of all the things that we had going on with Daniel Bryan and Edge, the fact that it was Daniel Bryan and it was Edge. As Roman Reigns said in that promo last night on SmackDown, two Hall of Famers, look what I did to them. Nobody else wants this. It's just layers and layers to Roman Reigns. Mark, in-ring, which what you was what, what you alluded to back to WrestleMania and the story that they told, pinning both of them in that triple threat, and then outside of the ring, on the microphone, ever since SummerSlam, right? Uh, people have been talking about Roman Reigns. As we got nearer to WrestleMania, uh, oh, it's getting stale. The brooding, heelish type, it's just getting, it's too much on a regular basis. Mark, it is not too much. He's still delivering in the most you know relevant of ways, and he's still keeping us glued in on Friday nights. And that's impressive because it's just small variances in what he's doing. It's still the head of the table, right? It's still everything that he was doing for the last year it's just continuing and i can only speak for myself and nation maybe you feel differently give me a good reason but i don't feel in the least that this is getting stale mark in fact i kind of feel like we're just getting started uh listen we are just getting started roman reigns um i like the fact that cesaro came out and was like i I want the smoke i'll i'll take that heat and roman is like Man, get out of here. Go tell your big brother to come and check me. I don't want to talk to you. Like, like he can do everything, he anything yep. and everything that he wants to do. He just said that nobody wants to smoke. Nobody wants the, the static with him. But somebody comes out and asks for the static, and he looks uh-huh. by him like, whatever. <laughs> you don't want this. Because he can do that. He's well, in control. And yeah. I, I think that as a fan, the heat is give the dude a shot, man. Like, why, what are you afraid of? You That he might beat you? And that, that could be the story. I think that <clears throat> Roman is going to dodge whoever to get more heat. It just – and it, it's working because uh, last night when he walked by Cesaro, bro, I was hot. I was shoot hot. I was like, come on, man. That's because <laughs> cool. we all wanted to see it. That's because we all wanted to see it. We all wanted to see Cesaro get his chance. We're all on the Cesaro bandwagon, and that's why it's great, right? Because he gets to build that hero heel persona and continuously not give us what we want, right? We want Cesaro and Roman Reigns. Well, you're not going to get it, right? It's all about the tease. But <laughs> I like, Mark, as you said, I like. I like what you said in, in regards to, you know, uh, uh, the challenge that he sets forth in, in his kind of ability to deflect but it also gets great shine and at least in terms of specifically last night that great shine fell on Cesaro Mark uh, I hope this is just the beginning of a nice uh, story being told between these two and I don't need Cesaro winning the title certainly not right now um, but I would love to see him in in a story with Roman Reigns and put on a great match and, and and give the fans that and give Cesaro that Mark because he certainly deserves it after the career that he's he given and, and after the great match he had at, at WrestleMania let's let's get Cesaro and Roman Reigns on Friday nights for a few weeks yeah I mean even <clears throat> like you said even if it's just for a few weeks yep Cesaro has earned the right to face the best competitors in the world and show that he belongs in the ring with the best guys. Yep. Uh, I remember a time when Cesaro was doing, he had just won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And 
he was having matches with guys that were kind of in the middle of the road. Not not the top five guys, but like sure, maybe the the next five to twelve guys. And he was doing jobs. I mean, he was he was not winning. It wasn't like that. He was setting himself above and beyond the people that he was working with. So the perception is, if you can't beat them, how can you expect to beat the, the top five? And so now here we are. Fast forward to to WrestleMania. The match that he had with Seth Rollins, and the way that he entertained was beyond solid, beyond good storytelling. But that's not the kicker. You know what the kicker is? What's the kicker? The kicker is the crowd chose him. His reaction from the crowd was as good as anybody else WrestleMania week. Certainly sounded that way. I mean, it sounded like there was 50,000 people in there. It it really did. But here's the thing. We've been riding with this dude for half a decade or more, depending on your fandom of Cesaro. Well, the open challenge was Cena. But but he gave the moments. We knew that the – what I'm saying is we knew the fans could get behind him. Right, right, right. We knew that people were energetic, energetic when they were thinking and talking and, and feeling about Cesaro. So now we now we finally get to the point to where yeah. um, Cesaro is got to prove himself. So he gets he gets Jey Uso, and he proves himself. Who's it going to be next? He's got to he's got to go through a few people. Elites. He's got to go through the elite now. The mistake was made putting him in there with the second tier and not letting him win. So the elevation to that is, well, let's let's put him in there with some of the top people. And he's going to have to live up to what we saw at WrestleMania. And I think that he can do that. I mean, like, that's not – I mean, the, the Big E and, like, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and you keep going, like – the top guys, he he needs to get in there and prove his worth and win. And oh. and Mick said it best in Rocky. Just win, Rock. And if he can do that, yeah. we'll see another major player. And maybe at WrestleMania next year, he might be defending. He might be holding something. He might be the guy that's vying for a title. And and they, they talk about the success that he had at WrestleMania last year. Yeah. Like that's it's 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 a it's a foregone conclusion sometimes that what we see is what we're gonna get. That's not the way that it works. The brass ring is not always up to the office. The brass ring is can you as an individual, get the crowd to get behind you to where the machine will go. Shit, I, I mean, they with him. Let's let's roll with him. 
And that's where I think Cesaro is. I think that he's got to the point to where the, the crowd is dictating to the machine what should be happening. And we have seen that happen numerous times before, right? Kofi Mania, the Yes yep. movement, right? There is no reason. I'm just, that's just a reason of memory. There is no reason that the crowd, especially when they return, who knows how everything's going to feel. I know we're going to care about our favorites maybe more than ever, and Cesaro is absolutely a fan favorite. Speaking of the fans, we got a bunch of Patient Nation members out there waiting. 877-344-4893. What do you say, Mark? Come back from a break and burn through some of these calls. So we can get some more calls so these people yeah, are man. waiting so patiently. I see, I see yeah, Marcus Gurley out there. He already throwing darts at me. He said it seems like a fried bologna sandwich day. <laughs> Damn. Bring can it. We, okay. We need, can we put, like, a, a moratorium on all food picks until, like, halfway through the show, so 730 Pacific? Can we wait at least till I'm out of the 6 a.m. hour here on the West Coast before we go bringing up fried anything or crispy? Guys, don't talk about food or barbecue. for this first yeah. hour, please. I'm dying yeah, already. Bullshit. Yeah. You're killing yeah, us. Yeah, for real. And that's not even that's not even hyperbole. You're actually literally killing us here on a Saturday. <laughs> we'll come back. 877-Fight93. You the nation on a Saturday. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That's Mark Henry. This is Busted Open Radio. Hey, everybody. This is Fran Freshella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovic fires it into Mickey. Somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world. Real Madrid has stolen victory from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. And they stay there, and they say yeah, yeah. and they say yeah. You stay there, busted open nation. We're back here on a Saturday. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That is the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry. And this is Busted Open. Mark, last night on SmackDown, we got the debut of Pat McAfee on the announce desk. Not so much. We've seen Pat in the ring. Now we saw him on Friday nights teamed with Michael Cole on the announce desk. What would you think? about Pat McAfee's debut in uh, a huge spot on Friday night on Fox. This is uh, this is no minor deal, Mark Henry. I'm sure the people at Fox were very, very happy to have Pat McAfee <laughs> standing at the announce table uh, and breaking everything down with Michael Cole, who's the best pitch man, the best uh, announcer that we have in the game today. Uh, they It was seamless. It looked like they had been together for years. Yeah. Uh, the analogies that Pat made and uh, Michael Coles being able to compliment um, and and lob, give him a, a a bunch of lobs to to get his get right. his uh, uh, his points across. Uh, awesome. Couldn't have, couldn't have went better. And I'm sure that he there were things that he missed or. Stuff, but you, we wouldn't have been able to tell. No, he's uh, he's really good at covering like mistakes. It's, I think that just comes with the natural sort of person that he is, and co- sort of the confidence that he has. You just keep it rolling, you keep it moving. He's one of those guys, and I mean, he's just supremely talented. I'm really interested to see what the future holds for him at the desk. I'm really interested to see what the future holds for him, just in terms of the WWE mark, because. I think a lot of us uh, were wondering after last night, why no mention of Pat's in-ring success, 
Uh, Mark, outside of, I mean, I know Bad Bunny, we just saw him uh, last weekend, and what a great job he did in his debut at WrestleMania. But this what really was, this was the year of debuts. Do- what? I said you had to look at what was his job. His job was there to talk about the talent, not be right. the talent. So I know I understand, but he's so talented, Mark. Do you do you think that they can hold no. off on not using him? Man. Yes, yeah. The, uh, SmackDown will okay. be just fine wrestling wise without him. <laughs> um, his personality, like calling the show, is going to be more important than him being on it. And I, I there's so much going on right now, right after Mania too. Like you know, mm-hmm. Pat was. Pat is the cover guy now um, for SmackDown. He's going to do all the color commentary. He's going to be the bells and whistles. And Michael Cole is going to be the analogy and the education and the facts of the show. So everybody has a role to play. And I think that they brought in the right guy um, yeah. to do the color part of the analysis for SmackDown. Not well, to mention his huge Fox following. Well, exactly, and that's what I was going to get to is you think about the network he's on. Obviously, he's branded in the sports world. We all know Pat McAfee. But you think about Fox. You think about Friday night. You think about you know the just the demo and, 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 and the new eyes you're always trying to get on the next generation of superstars. It really just makes so much sense, and it's uh, it's not a surprise in the least. I wasn't surprised with the great job that he did. Which almost that's kind of the the shitty place that Pat finds himself in is now we just the expectations every time that dude is on my television screen, I'm just expecting a plus shit all the time. Well, uh, the thing that people are not even considering right now because it's so new and it's so fresh is football season mm-hmm. is not far off, and when football starts again. Pat is going to be the voice of the NFL on Fox. So, I mean, you, you, you he, he'll be double dipping at that point. So, mm. I mean, how much money can you make? You're going to be the voice of SmackDown on Fox, and then you're going to be the voice of NFL football on Fox. Like the dude, like you just gotta like weigh all the options. It was it was a tailor made situation. Uh, he's good at both, and then you have the guy. His own show, Pat McAfee show, is uh, yeah. one of the best sports shows in the world. Overall, no in any platform. Yeah. So, the dude is is a winner. He, I mean, he's doing so good that. He didn't have to do wrestling, but he loves wrestling like he, like we love sports and like we love food. So, I mean, like, why not be able to go and do everything? Live your dream, Pat. Live your dream. <laughs> he certainly he certainly is. But, Mark, what if that dream is, you know, getting in the ring and mixing it up and getting physical? Because he is an athlete. He does have that pedigree. He is really, really good in the ring. Let me just ask you. Listen, he's great on the mic. And you said, I, I agree with you. SmackDown's not hurting with the lack of Pat McAfee. They're going to be just fine. There's a lot of great pro wrestlers on a Friday night. But, Mark, he is a special talent. Uh, he is big. He, he he looks the part. We saw the way he worked with Adam Cole. Um, I don't know. How long do you think the WWE does hold off on using him in-ring? Because I don't think they can do it forever, can they? 
You said if. If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. <laughs> Ryan, we can't think about the ifs and the what ifs. We need to think sure about what is. <laughs> and when you say what is, Pat McAfee, his sole intent is to get over. He, he's, he's just that guy. He wants success. And I understand that because success is my drug. I, I, I love walking in the room and people go, oh, that's that guy. Like Pat McAfee <laughs> walks in a room and he wants to own the room. But I don't think Pat McAfee wants to walk in and own the room from being in the ring. I think that he wants to do color analysis of pro wrestling, show his acronym for understanding what our business is. He is in our business now. If he wanted yep. to wrestle, he could wrestle. If he wants to, to be an announcer, he could be an announcer, a manager. There's no facet of the business that I see that's out of the realm of possibilities for Pat McAfee. But the one that they chose so it, is the one that he makes a living doing, and that is talking that shit. He talks it in football. He talks it in wrestling now. And he talks it on his show. He, the The interviews that he did with Aaron Rodgers alone are priceless. Just re- give the dude a blank check. He was able to take Aaron Rodgers in just a few series of interviews and make Aaron. Aaron is already a big football star. Now people look forward to seeing what Aaron Rodgers is going to say on the Pat McAfee show. (laughs) He's a character on the show now. Pat can bring it out of you. He can really do the job, man. that's, That's why he's there. Yeah, I mean, Aaron went from uh, being a guest on the Pat McAfee show to hosting Jeopardy. Just look at look at the uh, natural progression. Right, got him over. Let's get let's <laughs> let's give you some confidence. Let's let's give you let's show the world that you have a personality, that you have a brain. That like, use it. That was it. Personality. Let's show the world you've got a personality. I think that's something that McAfee does. Um, as an interviewer, as we talk, just as we, and that's not even a role that I don't, I mean, I'm sure he'll, on some level, people will guest, sit at the boot with him, booth with him, excuse me, that he will interview people. But as you talk about the Rogers interview, bringing that personality out, making people feel at home, uh, being a good radio host, uh, you know, McAfee really is a Swiss army knife in that regard. I, I think about like a Donald Glover in the music and acting world, Childish yeah. Gambino, stand-up comedian, uh, MC. Great, uh, uh, great actor in terms of community and the stuff. Uh, the the Han Solo uh, standalone film. He was uh, Lando Clarissian, right? He's done so much, and it seems like every new thing that Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino tries to do, he just succeeds at it. I get that similar vibe to Pat McAfee. He just, he just has ultimate supreme confidence in himself. Yep, for sure. Has a, has an unbelievable uh, understanding of timing. Like that's yep. that's the thing that that people miss in the grander scheme of things is timing and how to drop that line and how to get somebody to say something that they might not have said on another show because they felt uncomfortable. So man, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feel like the WWE is 
is on the upswing. I think that SmackDown is going to be the show. Uh, and it won a lot. It had it won a lot of weekly winners, and let's hopefully uh, we'll see more of that in the future. Hey, you were talking about uh, timing. You know, also had great timing. I mean, McAfee's got it. But uh, the person we were just talking about to end our one, China, China. When we talk about China, that is the thing that for me never or doesn't get brought up enough. Her comedic relief and her timing. It was incredible, especially when you consider the world she came from. It's like, all right, McAfee, I get to an extent. He's a radio host. You know, he's 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 all those things. He's got this broad, huge personality. We didn't know that with China, but it came through on the television. And Mark, we're going to talk more about China as the the two hours roll on here but her timing was probably her timing and her comedic relief was probably the most underrated aspect for me of her yep, of sure her was. i guess package if you will yeah 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 i think she and if she if joni would have been on this call right now she would have like <laughs> ryan mckinnell said package <laughs> like timing like that's her so i mean yeah, it's like yeah. that's that's the kind of thing that pat mcafee does all the time and and I, I I'm looking forward to seeing more of Pat. Uh, I I love the dude. Uh, he's a good guy. Um, his his love for our business is what drew us together. Like it's like me and you and music. It's like me and you and food. It's like me and you and wrestling and physical and culture and. Uh, is 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 me and you in our belief that the world could be better if we just mm-hmm. respected each other more like and not worried about yeah. what color somebody was treat people with respect by off sight hey how you doing sir oh man i'm mm-hmm. i'm too young for you to call me sir like that man when you you said that i i i, I know who he is because I, I'm giving everybody to serve when I meet them because I don't know them. And when you said, oh, I'm too young for you to call me sir, I, it was funny to me. Like, that was one of the things that stuck with me. And I feel like Pat is going to do that to the SmackDown audience. He's going he's gonna to bring everybody in to who, what his personality is like. And before long, he's going to be a megastar on SmackDown. And then maybe after that, then you get what you want. You get to see him get in the ring. You get to see some dominant wrestler come down and say, hey, man, look, you need to sit your ass down like you're taking attention away from me. He's like, well, do something in the ring that makes people keep their eyes on you and not me. Oh, then you have that. And here's the other thing. Yeah, I like that a lot, Mark. And another question for you as we head off to break. I'll end the Pat McAfee conversation. Uh, I guess I guess we can kind of end it on this, Mark. I would imagine that McAfee, with as good as he looked against Cole in his in-ring and everything that's been happening, he's not, like, not training, right? Like, I would imagine the next time we see McAfee, and I do think we will see him in the ring again, I, whether it be a year or two, whatever the case may be, he's just going to be that much better. What I'm saying is he's still training, I would imagine. He's oh, yeah. still working on his craft. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it one, one bit. I mean, the dude has got a wrestling ring on his property. <laughs> Come on, man. I never had a ring at my house. <laughs> never. So, I mean, 
he has a love for wrestling in a way that people don't. You had onion rings at your house. Those count. Bro, stop <laughs> with the food. My stomach is growling. And then Chris Bill is sending right me now, the outside. pictures of ice cream with chocolate sauce. And uh, right, um, Marcus is sending me messages talking about, ooh, did you, seems did, like a fried bologna did you, day. Did, did you see Jimmy? I, hold on. I, let me pull up his actual Twitter so we can all. Jimmy Mac 45111. Or no, that was it. That was it. Sorry, I got the wrong Jimmy. I had back-to-back Jimmy. But shout out Jimmy Mac 45111. It's not. It's WWE ladies fan Jimmy. And he just sent a generic photo of, like, barbecue. It's it's I, Jimmy, I know oh you didn't God, eat this barbecue. Oh, my God. This is. Took a picture. He just took a picture of, like, the world's best spread of barbecue, Mark, and sent it to us just to be a dick. Which, like, Jimmy, I don't, don't do that. That's unacceptable. That's, yeah, no. Oh take God. your food, Jimmy. Your food only, Jimmy. Do not troll <clears> us <throat> with all-world Hall of Fame legendary spreads, especially when you're not eating. Damn. It's the shame, Jimmy. The shame. When we Look come back, Mark, burnt well, first of all, we'll take a quick break. Bread. I know. Oh. It's everything. It's burnt ends, corn, cornbread, beef ribs, pork ribs, sausage, greens, coleslaw fat noodle macaroni there's just it's again it's trolling of the highest level and it's not even fair all right we're gonna take a break i'm gonna go to my pantry i'm gonna get some snacks when we come back bianca belair time celebrating on friday night getting her coronation let's talk about it when we come back here on a saturday i'm ryan mckittle that's mark henry this is Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on SiriusXM. Each week I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. But you know, despite the setbacks and the struggles, I never stopped believing that this moment was possible. And my family, you know, my family has been making history for generations, and they are the ones who show me that when you demand greatness from yourself, that no matter how hard something may get, that you can change the game. Because if you would have asked me a year ago, did I ever imagine that I would main event WrestleMania? That I would win the SmackDown Women's Championship? Well, I mean, I probably would have said yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have. I probably would have said yes. <laughs> We're back here on a Saturday. That is the... Uh, well, not so humble Bianca Belair celebrating her coronation as SmackDown's Women's Champion last night on Friday Night so SmackDown big. on Fox. It was pretty good. Well, it popped you because, I mean, you know Bianca better than anyone, Mark. Uh, you, you probably popped because that's Bianca. Yeah, that's and, real Bianca. and the fact that stars, they always think that they're going to win. <laughs> That's why it's so emotionally disturbing when you lose because it's really shock. Oh, my God, I lost? Wait a minute. No, 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 no. We got to run this back. (laughs) We got to do a do-over. 
That's yeah, what stars do. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. going to be hard to sleep. So, yeah, yep. um, she she's very competitive, and that's a good thing. It's good to be competitive in a world where you need to garner the attention of the masses because it makes you work harder to get those people. You don't mind going the extra mile if it means that you're going to win. Well, I think, Mark, one of the reasons that makes Bianca so successful, and you can speak to this obviously more than I can, but is that she doesn't need to try to do any of that. She doesn't need to try to be um, entertaining. She doesn't need to turn it up. She doesn't need to uh, try to steal the spotlight to get shine on her. I mean, we talked about this uh, when we did our very first show together. Uh, you signing Bianca Belair and the intangibles and the things that stood out to you or you, you bringing Bianca Belair to the WWE, I should say, putting her on their radar. Um it's just intangibles. You had to have seen that in her from the beginning. She's got the personality. She's got the light. You know, she's able to handle the shine just naturally because it's the type of person that she is. It just comes through even on the TV, Mark. Yeah, I mean, when you you see the – when she walks in the room, you automatically – you look and you go, oh, that's a attractive person. But then when she speaks – there's this um there's this youthful joy that you get listening to her like it's like listening to um somebody that can really sing sing like a beautiful song you go wow i didn't expect that that's what you get from bianca you don't expect it but this beautiful sound comes out and once she sees that people are watching, oh, all right, she turns it up. And a lot of people can't turn it up. And the first time that I saw her, she had on a tutu, big fluffy tutu, competing in the CrossFit games. I'm thinking, man, this girl better really be good with this with this tutu and this big fluffy bow in her hair. She better be good. And she did a cartwheel, which was wasting energy for her approach to start doing uh, snatches and overhead squats. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. You finna do a snatch and overhead squat and you did a cartwheel to approach the bar? It's that extra stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah. get your attention. And, bro, she, she, hey, she Bianca Belair. She WrestleMania main eventer. She's, a, she's the world champion. Speaking of that main event, can we just, for real quick, can we please talk about that fucking match between her and Sasha Banks yes, at WrestleMania? Let's you and talk I, about you and I got to talk about it. You and I got to talk about it a little bit on the WrestleMania party that Sunday. I mean, not, we didn't really talk about it. We, they asked me a question. What did we you think? I gave it. my opinion. But, yeah, we referenced it. We didn't really get to dive into it. Mark, I, I, I don't have the official match time in front of me. I think it was like 18, 20 minutes, something like that. But it wasn't this long epic. It wasn't this iron match. It wasn't Omega, Okada. And I'm just saying, that match on so many levels, it showed, once again, 
how amazing the women are and, and just how great of characters they can be and how they can endear themselves into our hearts for decades and decades and decades and decades and decades, right? But they also showed, Mark, to me, that you don't need this long epic. You don't need this you know, drawn out. Like, what I'm saying is you don't need spot, spot, spots. You don't need this, this, and this. Right. You don't need all the time in the world to tell the best stories Substance. in pro wrestling. And I got to be honest, and I got to be honest, Mark, I feel like on some level even I had forgotten that because I chase the time. I catch myself looking at the clock so often because a match can't be great if it's not 25 minutes or it can't be a half an hour. Mark, that was one of the best matches I have ever seen in the main event of WrestleMania. It, it was. I mean, without a doubt, it was one of the best matches that I've seen in years. Uh, how it started with Bianca losing yes. her shit and not being able to control the moment. And yeah. Sasha being the ring general and the champ that she is just chopped the shit out of her and said, wake up, get your shit together. And that's <laughs> what a general does. You lead the troops. And you cannot underestimate what Sasha brought to that. Bianca benefited. She won. She got the the, uh, the attention. She got to raise the title. Um, I watched Sasha Banks on the floor looking up at Bianca in the ring. And was she was clapping and smiling. And the boss knows that her days are numbered before she comes back and she hands Bianca her ass. But it's going to be a struggle. How is it going to get done? Like, there's, I mean, there's so many elements that, that, that haven't even been brought back to the table yet. But Bianca, when she got in the ring, she visibly could not control her emotions. Well, that was something you referenced, and I want you to elaborate on that because I think that's something you saw that we didn't see, and I certainly didn't see it. You referenced that Bianca clearly. I mean, we all saw the emotion that she was showing to start the match, and then you said Belair, being the ring general that she is, presumably calling and leading the match, she went in, and I, I talk about this a lot, and you hear oh, a lot Sasha, from fighters right. in mixed martial arts. Uh, yeah, sorry, thank you. Uh, uh, you hear a lot of from uh, fighters in mixed martial arts or boxing. You know, you're not in a fight until you get hit and it wakes you up. So what you saw, Mark, was the ring general Sasha Banks going in there and chopping up Bianca to get her in the moment, getting some physical contact. Right. Like, yo, let's wake up. Let's get this shit going. You saw that happen there in the ring. Yeah, I saw it happen. I mean, that was that was that was the the first thing. Bianca at that Very time cool. was um, was crying. She was emotional. The moment was uh, surreal to her. She she was, sure. in her mind, she was replaying every rep that she made training. In her mind, she was replaying every practice of the first time she did a front roll or she hmm. took a body slam or she body slammed someone or grabbed a headlock, a wrist lock, arm drag, a Whatever it is, her whole story was playing in front of her. That's not the time for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> wake up. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. And man, they 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 got they got kind of locked up, and um, 
Bianca is the strong one, right? In the right. first sequence, Sasha had to turn her around in the corner like she was the strong one, and she just beat the shit out of it. Like, wake up, wake up. And I was like, oh, shit. This is real. <laughs> like, it got real. I mean, real, real. And then it was like, I saw the the the, the animal come out. I saw the the performer not worry about the moment, but worry, I mean, not worry about the, the spectacle, but worry about the moment. And she was in it. And they had a match that was so full of energy based off that first 30 seconds that it carried them all the way through. And um, the the dips, I can't, it was like Pat Patterson came back from the dead and called and, and just said, I want to see this and I want to see that and I want to see this. And that's what that match looked like to me. It looked like a Pat Patterson uh, flowed match. Like the flow is the thing that made everybody love it. And then you get to the end and everything works for Bianca. And then pff, Sasha kicks out. It don't go over. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, man. Well, here we go. And then, listen, did you hear the sound of the braid hitting Unreal. Sasha? Yes. I was I mean, so good, Mark, that I wanted her to skin. find. Yeah, I wanted to find a crowd shot video so I could hear the sound just from the audience perspective. Cause that shit cracked. Bro, it was brutal. And Sasha was bleeding. Yeah. It opened her skin up. And I was like, wow, that's gonna leave a scar. <laughs> I just I mean, it was it was something else. And Sasha, yeah, the whole match. Sasha grabbed the braid and choked her with it. Grabbed the braid and put her in a hole. Cross-faced her and put it. I mean, they used every. They used it the whole thing. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Man, it was just it was just amazing, amazing match, and it was hard because of the buildup and the storyline and. You know, even the beginning, before when they when they made their entrances and they do the championship uh, ceremony at the beginning, Michael Cole said, "This this is history. This is a historic moment. The first time two yep. black women have main evented, or two two women have have main evented WrestleMania. Nonetheless, two black women have remained mm-hmm. evented." excuse me wrestlemania and And, mark you were talking about the oh sorry i thought you were going go ahead no i was just saying that 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 was a moment that you know one year ago would have never been mentioned and for all the people that you know are the critical people of wwe why didn't we have anybody all of these uh internet soldiers um say something good for a change that the WWE did. You know, yeah, they make mistakes just like anybody. 
But I felt like sometimes you got to give people their flowers. And I didn't think that the WWE got their flowers. They did an unbelievable job with the whole um, introductions of that op- that match, that, that first main oh, event. Yeah. They did a great job. Yeah, the whole I I didn't see any uh, in terms of giving their flowers as a whole in terms of the entire WrestleMania mark that was it and Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks that was one for the ages and I don't know I don't think you talked about it yesterday but you did talk about it on that WrestleMania party on Sunday Mark you talked about the power of Bianca Belair well uh, nation out there busted open faithful uh, that little spot that uh, Bianca did where she took the dive to the outside then rolled back around then brought uh, Sasha up into the uh, suplex position then walked her up the stairs and dumped her in the ring mark as you let us know on sunday that wasn't actually an ode to you world's strongest yeah that man. was old school mark henry man I, I i did that um i did that with x-pop and in during the nation and i just feel honored man like you know she didn't have to do nothing for me but she did, and that tells you what kind of person she is. Thank you. That was that was that was her saying thank you, and she don't have to thank me. She, I, I got paid to do that. I got paid to find her. It's my job, and uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a it's, it's a feather in your hat when people that you. <laughs> uh, look at and discover and and say hey, but yeah. I didn't I didn't help her train. I didn't train her right. one move. She yeah. did all that on her own with her coaches down there at the performance center. And you didn't tell her to put that tutu on all those years ago. The I didn't tell her to do none of there. that. Yeah, yeah. All I did yeah. was open the door. And um, sometimes. You know what, man? I was a kid that used to love to love to go to the gym, and I would walk to I would walk to my high school from the time that I was a freshman till I graduated high school. Six o'clock in the morning, my coaches would open the gym. I trained before school, showered. Eight o five when the bell went off, I was walking to class. I had already been up two hours. It's the commitment. It's the knowing what you. It's the knowing what you want to be, and then making that happen at whatever price that it costs for that to happen. And I know that sound like the entrance of this show that used to come on TV when I was a little kid called Fame. But for all of y'all young people, the old people just went, "Oh man, Fame! I remember that." <laughs> But yeah, I don't the even price that. that you pay, <laughs> yeah, like it, it comes with a cost. Success comes with a cost. You got to pay the piper, man. And mine was getting in the gym and working my ass off when everybody else was still asleep. And Bianca is no different. Her parents should be the ones that get the most credit. They raised a responsible, well-rounded, exposed young woman. And I can I can only imagine, and I felt it. My kids, they play sports, and they sing in a band. 
The Jacob is a lead singer. JoJo plays the drums and sings. Like, I, man, I'm so proud. Like, I, it, that those those are the people that should be really gushing with um, joy because they're the ones that molded her. I just opened the door. Well, good stuff there from the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. This is Busted Open on a Saturday Nation. You know the deal, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. The phone lines are open. We busted through some calls so y'all can actually get through today here on a Saturday. And when we come back, we're going to pivot from one very strong woman in Bianca Belair to one of the greatest talents in the history of the business, a strong woman herself, China. That's right, China, passing away five years ago today, but her legacy still, still ringing true even all these years later. She is, uh, at some level, going to be inducted, I would imagine, in the near future as a solo wrestler into the WWE Hall of Fame. But what I want to ask Mark Henry when we come back, how would China fit in today's WWE with the likes of Bailey, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks? We'll let the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, pontificate on that when we come back here on a Saturday. This is Busted Open. Don't you go anywhere. Hello, everyone. This is Bruce Murray, and I'd love you to join me on my podcast, Going Long, where every week we talk to the sports stars themselves, like NFL Hall of Famer Brett Favre. I was probably better at baseball than I was football. And the people that love them, like TV legend George Wendt. I thought about changing to be a Cup fan as a career move. And sports casting icon Linda Cohen. I never thought I'd still be doing it at this point in time. You can listen to Going Long every Thursday on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving. Which means more options for fans. So many activities! Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? If you ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Weekly Winner has never had more competition. It's almost like we planned it this way. Welcome back. Here on an hour three Saturday edition of Busted Open, I'm Ryan McKinnell, your weekend host. That is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And as you heard there from our lovely music from our vast sound department, it is time for Weekly Winner Mark, where we give the Busted Open Nation the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. So we're obviously coming off of WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown dealing a lot with that. AEW and Impact still having their little uh, tandem happen in Impact with a burner of a show on Wednesday night, Mark. In fact, as so often I feel like we talk about on a Saturday when we do Weekly Winter, Wednesday night was kind of uh, kicking everybody's ass again. So listen, I, I don't want to speak for you. I don't know where you're going, but I feel like I have a somewhat of a strong idea where the Weekly Winter might land for you, at least on what day. But hey. Maybe uh, maybe you'll swerve us. And, and, and again, and again, it's not just Wednesday anymore because the Wednesday night wars are over. It's now, well, it's more of a Wednesday, Thursday kind of deal. So I guess we're going to have to uh, adjust to that as well as we get our competitive juices. I don't know. They're not stolen. It's still a very competitive weekly winter mark. But obviously the landscape changes a little bit as Wednesday night is not the... Uh, is not the same as it's been over the past couple years that we've been doing this. But great wrestling all around. Who are you leaning for when we uh, give out weekly winner for whatever week this is, April, whatever, 17th of 2021? 
Well, with, with so much wrestling uh, on, uh, it would take me 50 minutes to do it the way that I normally do. So I'm going to do the process of elimination. <laughs> uh, Monday, okay. um, we, we had a... We had a pretty good, we had a pretty good raw until um, Nia Jack slipped off the apron and they went through all of that and they lost me and then my my heart hurt and uh, I had to eliminate Raw. Um, I, I love SmackDown last night okay. because I got to see uh, my, my I got to see a celebration, <laughs> if you will, and then I got to see my guy Cesaro uh, and. I mean that that those those were two good things just to see, but the the best thing yeah. about that was about last night was really getting to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know, like just lock up and 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 be the wrestlers that they are. Uh, but I have to eliminate uh, that show power, um, man. You know, it's been a while since. Um, since I got to see my guy, uh, Fred Rosser, a.k.a. Darren Young, I uh, got to see him in the Pope, and uh, that, that was the best of that, that show. Um, and, and you know what, man? Like, Impact was a good show. It's, it was not at the level of AEW and NXT. But it was a good show. I really enjoyed yeah. listening to D'Lo and Matt Stryker. They have I, a I, great chemistry. They have a they really great do. chemistry, man. And yeah. um, um, I mean, just wow. I, I I'm not going to even get into Sammy Callahan and 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 Matt. I'm not going to do it. Um, good match. But man, that Sammy Callahan boy, look, that's that guy's that guy's gross. I mean, there's no other way violent, to put it. Violent, fellow, gross, gross, and violent. Just a violent, <laughs> destructive guy. Damn. But let's let's get speaking, to it, man. Um, I was gonna say, Mark. Though speaking speaking of violence, as as you brought up violence, I just as as you bring up Callahan, I think about Brody King. All these names now just get a little bit more elevated that Samoa Joe's just sitting out there. I know we're not really talking about that, but you just bring up those names, and I'm like, oh shit, Samoa Joe. Oh shit, Samoa Joe. It's all I can think about. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. There, continue with Weekly Winner. Man, listen, um, Leon Ruff and Isaiah Swerve Scott. I I hope they they've apologized to each other since because somebody owes somebody money. They beat the dog shit out of each other. <laughs> I was like, what is what, what's going on? <laughs> like, oh my god! I mean, like NXT was was a really good show, man. Like, um, MSK, man. We talk about tag teams. Like, they're a real tag team. One hundred percent. They are a real tag team, and I think that they need to work against other real tag teams because, you know, putting them they, – they they have good matches with anybody that you put them with, but can you imagine them versus, like, a real structured tag team? I want to see them versus the Street Profits, the Viking Raiders, 
you know what I'm saying? I want to see them against a team that is they cut their teeth yeah. on working with other tag teams. But I mean, like, man, Kushida and Escobar, bro. New champ. <laughs> I I really enjoy watching them work. And Kushida, um, he deserves he deserved that to, to be in that spot. But when he was sitting on the table and uh, talking to Regal, um, I really do wish that um, he would have came off that table and went after old boy's throat because it made it look like he was like, whatever, whatever, anytime. But just saying anytime does not give anybody the reason to walk up in my face and tell me how they're going to take what I got. Like, man, take it now. You're in my face? Like, this is my moment? You, you're coming up in my face? Like, they should have gave Kushida more teeth. And 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 that, that would have added to that show because it was a really good show. Um, anytime you, like, the we, we talked about the, the the eight person tag, you know, right? Um, we we've been talking about China and her timing, and I think that um on 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 Tuesday watching NXT Indy Hartwell did a China esque move when Dexter Loomis was walking carrying her and she was supposed to be out oh to the backstage she, area yeah she raised her head up and smiled and then <laughs> went back limp faint like she was out Man, yeah, like yeah. it was entertaining that's the thing about NXT NXT used to lack they had great wrestling and then they would they would not be able to you know reel me in well, right. it hasn't been that way over the last three or four weeks. They have really gotten into the entertainment thing. I didn't think that NXT needed bells and whistles. But I love the live audience in the pods. I love the um, all of the screens of the fans, the Thunderdome type of uh, feel. And did you notice the difference in the production of NXT. NXT is usually black and yellow. It had more yeah. color to it. They they did uh, packages and new music and the sound boards. I mean the the video the video boards were uh, were amazing. They realized AEW is getting more love because they're more entertainment than wrestling. Which this week, you really couldn't say that because uh, the matches on AEW <laughs> was shit. I mean, shit. stellar. Shit. Yeah, it really was. Bro, <laughs> the best match of the of the week at AEW First was that tag AEW. match. Yep. I mean, the Bucks. Yep. And Ray Phoenix and Pop, that it stole the week. 
the, that one match. We always say that on, on, on Weekly Winner. That you can have one match that can steal it. Uh, I would have to say that it stole the week as a as a show. I mean, as a match, but not as the show. Yeah. Jay Cargill and Red Velvet. <laughs> man, they look like they've been working together for years, and I know they haven't. I know how long they've been there. I, I they, they, it's not really. Um, they, they haven't got there yet. But they're still they they put on a really really interesting match. Um, it was it it told a great story. They they both look like a million bucks. And and man, Chris Jericho, is he ever gonna is he is is Chris Jericho ever gonna not be Chris Jericho? I don't, I don't. What do you mean reliable? What do you mean reliable Hall of Fame talent? Great, constantly entertaining, no matter no matter a face or a heel, <laughs> no matter who he's in the ring with. Right. I mean, Chris just keeps on delivering, man. Just keeps on yeah, doing it. The the addition of having Mike Tyson, the op- that that opening thing with MJF was was entertaining as hell. Um, uh, I, I, I I enjoy seeing uh, Chris Statlander come back. Uh, I saw uh, Amber Nova uh, at SWE Wrestling uh, the last uh, two months, watching her work, mm-hmm. and you know she's a solid worker, and 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 it it was a good match. But like man, um, Matt Hardy and. <laughs> Matt Matt Hardy and, and and Darby Allen, listen. I the same thing that I said about Leon Ruff and Swerve, pay them <laughs> their money. If you owe them, pay them. Damn, they beat the hell out of each other. And that that, that, that coffin drop, match, yeah. that coffin drop mm-hmm. was, it was on point. It was on point. This this week, you know, I, I'm. I I didn't give um I di- I'm not giving AEW the win because of the main event. I'm giving AEW my weekly winner because of the entire balance of the show. Yeah. If you watched that from beginning to end you didn't want to leave to go get something to drink. That's that's my favorite thing about uh, NXT and AEW. You can't get up, <laughs> and it's also right. my least I mean, favorite could, thing <laughs> because I like snacks. <laughs> I went, man. Listen, you could get up, but I, I I wanted to, but I just couldn't. But we always say it. If you're not first, you're last. AEW. And still, <laughs> weekly winner. Well, I can't argue. Give it up, that. man. Listen, Give it up. When, yeah, listen. When, I, and I, I also, when we do this week's weekly winner, I mean, it's kind of. 
SmackDown and Raw are a little bit of a disadvantage because they're just starting their new stories as we we come off of WrestleMania, and it's obviously going to be a lot of dealing with that and kind of recapping and and maybe looking ahead. Also, without a crowd, we didn't get the normal post-WrestleMania shows with a lot of returns and a lot of that excitement. So I think, you know, Friday and Monday might have suffered a little bit of that in in regard to what we would normally expect post-WrestleMania. Fans, you get what I'm saying in regards to that. But when you look at, Mark, exactly what you said with AEW, Match of the week kicks off the the show, right? <laughs> the Young Bucks getting it in uh, uh, against Phoenix and Pack, and and doing it with a, a, a quite amount of style as well. I should mention I caught a little bit of heat because I poked some fun at the Young Bucks on Twitter. Uh, the Young Bucks were wrestling in ten thousand dollar Dior Air Jordan ones, Mark Henry, and I made a joke. I was like, I bet there was a bust in Texas over about four million dollars worth of fake Dior's about six months ago, and I made a joke. Hey, maybe the Bucks were wrestling in fake Dior's strictly because Mark, if I was wrestling in any company, my ass would be wrestling in fake Dior's. You wouldn't see me out there the with $10,000 shoes. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But they had $10,000 shoes for a $10,000 match. That was the match of the week. That was badass kicking off the show. And then when you bookend it, Mark, and I think this, I don't know if that was the plan. I think it was pre-taped on AEW, so I don't know if they're mixing and matching and putting a great show to or a great match to begin the show and then ending the show with a great match. I don't know how they put it together when they put it on Wednesday, and I don't really care. They're starting with kick-ass matches, and they're ending with kick-ass matches. And that Darby Allen and Matt Hardy match. Mark, when you're giving the Bucks and Phoenix and Pack the best match on that card, and that card had Darby Allen and Matt Hardy to end the show, speaks volumes to the quality that we saw on Wednesday night and really great quality all throughout the week this was a really solid week as we begin the Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday sort of schedule that we are now going to be living into the next year and beyond but Mark still holding firm Wednesday night AEW yeah and and so I'm taking that you're giving AEW Uh, your weekly winner well I all all those assholes out there that said you know what man (laughs) That was a bad decision to announce Christian as the special guest guy. Wrong. Christian and Powerhouse Hobbs, awesome. But more than anything, guys, I see Christian's fingerprints on the other matches. And... I know that the Bucks, I know that the main event had elements of Christian all over him. I saw things that it's like uh, you watch LeBron James play in a basketball game. You kind of know that LeBron is going to pick and roll up top and then he's going to fade, and then he's going to try to roll baseline and get a dunk at some point. You know that that's just his M.O. He does that every game. That's the way Christian is with wrestling. He does things that I know is – that's his M.O. He does – that's that's what he do. (laughs) I love when you do that. And I saw his, his fingerprints. Even on the, the, the women's match, Red Velvet, I know that. I'm not, listen, man, I don't have to be there 
to know what his influence is on the show because right. of who he is and his style of the way he puts matches together. And that's what Tony Khan meant when he said that Christian is one of the greatest acquisitions in pro wrestling. It's because it's true. I can already see the difference in AEW. And the ratings are a byproduct of people tuning in to see what's going to happen next. I think that next week we'll see NXT and we'll see Raw and we'll see Power, we'll see Impact, we'll see SmackDown. We will see these other shows do exactly what we saw on AEW. It works. We need cliffhangers. We need matches. We need to open the show and end the show with with the real heavy hitters. We need to put people in the middle that's competitive. I don't want to have the I want to have the best match on the show. I want that in the middle of the show. And I want to be entertained. Make me laugh, please. Make me angry. Do something, take something away. I was so mad at Taz and 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 how Christian got done. So mad. Give it to me in the middle of the show. And ah, okay. that, those are the things that lead you to what you want to see next week. I want to see the continuation of this next week. So they they made the, they made the match based off what happened in the middle of the show. Now we're going to get to see Powerhouse Hobbs and Christian. Like that's that's putting the show together one on one. You build it. They will come. <laughs> and that's, I'm telling you, man, Christian is, is very valuable that, that way. And I'm not saying that it's all him. I mean, you know, they got a great team of people over there. They, they know wrestling. But now they have, a, they, have a, a one, they have a Babe Ruth over there. They have a guy that could – they got a Hank Aaron over there, man, a guy that can swing for the fences. And – that's that's what I think Christian brought to that show. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.